Episode 9 of Talking the Walk, Real People Seeking a Real God. This title... Episode 9 of Talking the Walk, Real People Seeking a Real God. This episode is titled Officer Fred, and I won't really go into too many details about why it's called that. It's actually a little segment from our sit-down with Tracy Kirsch and his wife, Harriet Kirsch. We also invited Tracy Lahr's wife, Phyllis, to continue to broaden the landscape of perspectives on this topic. We gathered around the table to continue this march discussing judgmentalism we're not really sure what to call what it what it is we're discussing we're kind of discussing why why is it that so many people and and it's so easy ourselves to kind of judge other people to to paint them with a broad brush to lump people into categories pit people against ourselves not really sure what to call all this but we're wanting to find out how to live the way god wants us to live in the bible the way he describes that we should consider others better than ourselves why is that so difficult uh, why is it our natural tendency not to do that so we brought tracy and harriet onto the table to discuss that we'll get into many 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 different topics it's a long episode but i did not consider it worthwhile to split and cut there's just too much good stuff in there. Everything from Tracy Kirsch pulling out a gun on someone trying to read the Bible with him to Harriet's very interesting response to the question, is, is, is racism in America better now than it was 40 years ago? She's got a unique perspective on this, and I think there's um, something really to be learned. So um, go ahead. We'll, we'll jump on into the discussion. Uh, pardon the the extreme bouts of, of, of laughter, and, and, and uh, hopefully your ears don't blow out. These are two uniquely funny, goofy individuals, and perhaps that's even a perspective to bring to the table, that not everything is doom and gloom, and, and, and we can uh, 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 smile through a discussion as heavy as this one. Well, does one person ever represent everyone? everyone of that color or everyone of that religion or everyone of that political party? I hope not. No, nope. I would say no. You know, that would mean Donald Trump represents every Republican right now. And that, that's a scary <laughs> thought. That's very scary. scary. <laughs> or, you know. <laughs> but see, it's just, it's just like one of, you know, how, how people kind of put you in a category mm -hmm. because, you know. I, uh, I was even talking to um, who was that? Uh, one of my friends uh, yesterday, I think it was, mm -hmm. and um, he he was talking about situations where us uh, our, our, us uh, young African Americans, you know, oh what it was. I'm uh, okay now. My mind is starting to click. Okay, you know you take that hat was, off your head that says Steelers on. I was you talking to, to my son. No. <laughs> talking to my son Deshaun about yesterday on the on the news. Uh, uh, there was this crowd. One was on one side of the street, and another oh, right. one was on the other side of the street. And they were sitting there, and uh, they started yapping back and forth to each other about who can make the best Kool Aid. Oh, um, I, I saw <laughs> this. I saw this story. I'm like, okay. who can make no, the best really? Kool Aid? So they was talking about I can make better Kool Aid than you. The blah blah blah, and. Is to make the story is that an important thing? Is that a goal? Well, I, I hold on. It became important. It became important to them because two people got shot over it. Get out of here. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, two two people got shot over who made the, the best, best Kool Aid. And I, and and the reason why we started that conversation was that you know now you wonder why. Then we sit as African men, we sit and wonder why other people look at our race the way that they do when we doing things of that nature. We giving them reasons to look at us in that way mm-hmm. and stuff. And but then when my thing is is if if you don't act that way, then people are not going to perceive you that way. But if you continue to act that way, then what do you expect? Hmm. Well, yes and no. But I, and I hear what you're saying, but it's it's on me to say. But Tracy wasn't over there yelling about Kool-Aid. And Tracy wasn't shooting people about Kool-Aid. It wasn't all, I'm assuming they were all black people from what you're sharing. You know, know, I'm going, that doesn't mean every black person shoots somebody over Kool-Aid. No. You know, and it's wrong, I think, to make that jump, even though I think a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, stereotypes and different things like that happen that way. But even, 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 even with that, I mean, I can walk in the parking lot sometime and I'm walking to my car and... And uh, Caucasian, I mean, uh, uh, a white woman is walking to her car. The minute she gets in her car, you can hear, do, 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 do. you know. But see, it's we when you when you see someone dressed like mm-hmm. the way some of our young men dress, then what image are you portraying to them? Okay. It's the same sense they showed where they had these two guys that was in they four guys. They was all in hoodies and pants sagging and things of that nature. And then, and the title said, "Don't judge a book by its cover." All of them were scholars, right? You know, they, they, they. Ah, so but the thing, true. but the thing <laughs> about it, why, but why dress that way in the first place? Well, when you're gonna, you send in the image. Now, this, this this brings up an interesting question, uh, and I, I'm hoping it's interesting because I have it written down here. Okay, but shoot. Because shouldn't there, isn't there room for differences in in cultural preferences? Um, and, and, and different things like that. And we do have, there are differences uh, within a black culture and a white culture and a Hispanic culture and an Asian culture. There are differences in tastes of music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's differences in maybe how you want to dress or, you know, differences in different, different just different things. I don't know. Um, and I imagine there are even, it's not even just, as we talked about a little last week, it's not just what you want to do in your life. Like I want to live my life like this and you live it that way the whole time. But like if grandma's around, I act a little differently exactly. to pay respect towards grandma and exactly. treat her. And, and then That's when I'm with point. my friends, I'm a little different there too. So there's even differences within your own life, how you might act and dress. Because you're, you're and, showing respect to oh, different groups. Possibly, yeah. Or fear. Or, or, or fear. <laughs> I don't want or grandma coming down on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, yeah. And it's also the expectation that if just because I'm an African-American that I am going to act a certain way, mm. I'm going to br- uh, uh, vote for Obama because I'm black. Mm. Or if I talk the way I talk, you know, I mm-hmm. grew up in East St. Louis. And when I went back home, um, the way I talk changed because mm-hmm. the culture I was around was different. So I did mm-hmm. talk a little more educated. And so what I got, you need to stop talk, stop talking like a white woman. Mm. And it's like, okay, oh, really? what does that look like? People who knew you back then. Some people mm-hmm. that knew me back then are, I mean, even within our culture, they think that just because I'm black, I'm going to agree with something. Mm. Right. And that's not the case. Mm. And so we have 
racism within our own culture, if, yeah. if you want to yeah. look at it that way. Certainly. Mm -hmm. yes. or, or, yeah. I, we were watching a, a, a television show. It's called The Big Interview. Dan Rather or whatever. He always interviews a bunch of different He was interviewing Charlie Pride. I don't know. You know Charlie Pride. I mean, yeah. he, he, you know, he's multi-Grammy winning country music Hall of Fame black man. Okay. And he was sharing how when he was young and, and, and he was telling his family he was going to be a country music singer. Was it his aunt or his, no, it was his sister? Or his sister. So, yeah, one of them said, why do you want to sing their kind of music? Mm. And he goes... What do you mean that, that this is my kind of music? I like this, but but it was a a stereotype. It's, well, it, yeah, it, it fits you know, this culture, it fits this demographics. But on the other hand, mm -hmm. is that not true? I mean, how many black people do you know that really get down with Merle Haggard? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, really. I do get down with some country. Music. Okay, or some. I, I if mean, you I, like music, you gotta <laughs> love. To me, you gotta love. You, you, you gotta love everything. Well, you gotta I mean, Johnny love. Cash. There's okay, all, I mean, yeah, right. There's some uh, that that thing, wow, wow, that twangy stuff. Oh, I can't man, man. That's both. That's both kinds of God's music. That is, that is country and western. I can't deal with that. <laughs> and you you summarize it all in two seconds. Yeah, yeah. But but that's that's what I'm trying to say. Isn't it okay? You get okay, okay, okay. Most mostly white people are attracted to that kind of music or bluegrass or or most, whatever. Mostly southern. Mostly people. southern white it's people, to be northern, honest with you. Sure, because sure. Because you even get that. Yeah, no uh, going country for me. Judgmentalness, race, not racism. No, it's, just it's a, a critical regionalism. I don't know. Re what you yeah, mean. yeah, 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 yeah. You're from yeah. the south. You're stupid. Exactly. <laughs> if you're from the north, you stuck up. You know, mm. but. Or you're in the mafia. Uh -huh. So do you ever do you ever run into expectations if you mention you're from East St. Louis? Do you ever run into expectations that come off of that? Like, I do. I do. People laugh at me because when I met Trey, you know, he was in the gang, and I said I didn't know that. Uh -huh. And they said, but you're from East St. Louis. Mm. You should have a, a radar that detects know gang members. That. I know how to hide things. <laughs> oh, there it is. That's a, that's a sign of a good gang. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stay low on the radar. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't want to get caught. That's what you said. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm. So, so East St. Louis, what is that like? Because we're from Dallas. It's I don't totally understand. I don't understand what that means to be from East St. Louis. Okay, East St. Louis is totally different from when I grew up. Mm. Um, so East St. Louis is when I grew up there. It was ninety nine percent African American. Okay. And so when I grew up, it was funny because we didn't see a lot of white people. I didn't see white people until I came to college and I was excited. I didn't experience racism until I came to um, mm. Champaign-Urbana. That's when I really experienced it. Um, so my interaction with white people, uh, I may have saw them in a the grocery store. That was it. Mm. Um, we were viewed as a poor city. If a white person came through our town, we would just laugh because they would roll up their windows and they would fly out of East St. Louis. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so it was viewed as a very dangerous city. Mm. So you got, and, and what are you saying over there, T? Are you saying you rolled your windows up too? Heck yeah. <laughs> so where are you from? Well, I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, wait okay. A minute. Jackson, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. I just I just remember growing up being again being from Dallas here in Mississippi had a high crime rate. Oh, it's still mm -hmm. high. 
Mm. It's still high. It's even higher today. Mm. But uh, he, he don't tell you he was a fake Jackson, Mississippi, because he moved to Champaign-Urbana when he was about two, three, four I'm, years I'm old. So oh. hey, he looks oh, so I see So he really didn't grow up. He grew up in champaign No, that was the formative oh. years, Harriet. Oh, okay. That was a formative One to four. I want to get that focus back in here what we were talking about a minute ago mm-hmm. because as it applies to us is, is you know we're in the same church and, and different things like that and about cultural differences and and preferences and things like that um and because part of it i go you know i and and i, I know i'm kind of taking the role as a protagonist here in a sense you know i want to mm-hmm. kind of you know push push the uh the limits here and i hope i'm not offending too many people you know, because I know that yeah, there's different styles. We we had a a, a, a member here of our church uh, left this church. One of the reasons given was you don't do the kind of music I like. Mm-hmm. And and her her specific thing was she liked the southern black gospel music. Mm-hmm. Um, now is that I mean okay I mean that's her preference. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, but oftentimes it's a lot more emotional for some people than I just like it like that. It's it. A lot of times it comes across as that's how I connect with God. Right. Yes, and right, so exactly. and so in is the moment. Then, is it then okay? I mean, the first church we, we ministered in uh, was in Hope, Arkansas. There were three churches of Christ in Hope, Arkansas. There was the Black Church of Christ. And then there were two White Churches of Christ because they couldn't get along. So there was the Liberal Church of Christ <coughs> and the Conservative mm. White Church of Christ. Mm. Um, and a lot of it had to do, well, I mean, there was a lot of racism. And I'm sure maybe there still is. We haven't lived there in. 35 years or so, I don't know, whatever it's been, how long has it been, like, you know, yeah. it's, a lot's changed. It's wrong. I mean, it was certainly, th- there was racism, but there was also just people like to be around people that they relate to mm. and that like the same things that they like and, and, and like the same music they like. And then we all kind of like to be around people that are mm. like what we like. Is that, I mean, that's kind of natural, is it not? Yes, that's very natural. Yeah. Mm. So, so how do you overcome that? I mean... I mean, when, do you have any experiences yeah. from your life of overcoming that when, in terms of either coming into this congregation or just inserting yourself in a work situation of needing to kind of overcome those? For me, I mean, again, when it comes to me, I, I like all different types of music and stuff, you know, and things. So, I, I mean, there's some days I, I want to listen to uh, gospel music and upbeat uh, music and and things, and then there's some days that I want to listen to uh, my white brothers and sisters' music and things. So it it, it just varies with me. Because, but the thing about it, I don't let music define my relationship with God mm. and stuff. So that that's that's why it doesn't really. It, it's not a big preference with me because music is not going to get me into heaven. Mm. So therefore, you know, that's that's it doesn't because a lot of times, and I hate you know I hate. You know, saying this, you know, some churches you can go to and you can ask a person and say, hey, how was uh, uh, how was church today? They say, oh, man, the music was jamming. They was popping. They was getting it in. The-. Then you ask them, what was the message about? They don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. See, they're going for the music and not going for their relationship with God. And that's, that's to, for me, that's what a big, I, I don't get, it doesn't, that doesn't define, you know, it, it, it's, mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. Mm. I'm not going there just for that. I'm going there to learn more about God and what God is doing in my life. And see, there's a lot of people that go for just for the music, and, I, mm-hmm. and they missing 
the big the big picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think hmm. the music builds them up because you know how it is. It pumps them up. Yeah, yeah, pumps them up. It pumps them up. It gets right. them excited, and then they think, Ah, I'm spiritual. Exactly. Oh, I'm close to God. When it's just um, adrenaline. Yeah, it's That's all, exactly. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. Now, and their heart may be moved. Hmm. It, their heart is probably. Oh, moved. I don't doubt my that. My heart gets moved by music. Oh yeah. Uh, my heart hmm. gets moved by gospel. It get moved, It does get moved by country. It gets moved well, by a lot of different. Exactly. Um, Andrew Bocelli moves my heart. But anyway, <laughs> it just. We could do a whole podcast. Uh, just on music. What but, moves people's heart? But it doesn't. Oh. <laughs> What moves my heart, let me tell you. But it doesn't get me closer to God. It fakes me out. Hmm. It Hmm. fakes me out. And that's what I'm hearing you say. Right. So it lasts just a short time. It's like having a sugar cookie. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, right true. now, I'm running on 10 right now with all ten that. <laughs> but I know it's going to run. That dessert pie like we just came yeah. up here to yeah, talk. Yeah, all that, Everybody all that down stuff. there stuffing their faces. So laying all that, I would be in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> then in the morning, I'll be. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You need your coffee. Yeah. And I grew up in a Baptist church, so I grew up with mm. all the upbeat music. With the organ playing while the organ, preacher preaching? And the clapping of hands Come on. when I everybody get filled with the spirit. Oh, I didn't know yes. that. I grew up in a church just like well, that. But my focus was more <laughs> on I know I'm speak I know I'm spiritual if I shout and I mm-hmm. sing these songs and I didn't know God. Right. So when I came to the church here it was so different, and people even tell me you go to a white church. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> and, and and the stereotype is it's boring over there. Yes. That, that's just I mean that is the stereotype of a white church is it's boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. And you're in church all day if you go to a black church. Mm-hmm. So, well, they feed so, you too, though. That's a good thing. Yeah, they feed you, oh, but then that. you have to go back to the oh, service because okay, it's right. really really long. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, for me. The music moved me, but I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. So if I go to a Baptist church now, I've learned how to get the most out of everything. Mm. But when people look at me again, they probably think that I go to a black church because I'm African-American. Mm-hmm. And that's the stereotype. Sure. Mm. And so, not, you know, mm. I don't. I go where my needs are being met. And it's not to put down other churches. Nope. But when mm. I went there... I didn't learn what I needed to learn. But mm-hmm. if I went today, I can walk into their church, I can enjoy the music, and I can focus in mm-hmm. on the preacher and what mm-hmm. he's preaching about because they do have some outstanding messages as, word, yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't learn it there. For me, it was all about the hype and mm-hmm. the music. And we had a, a sister, I think, who uh, said it best. You know, when we go to those churches, they're putting on a show for us. And is that what mm-hmm. we need, a show? Well, it's mm. something you said a moment ago, right when you first started talking, Harry. You said we was clapping and singing, getting full of the Spirit. And the truth is, is that's not necessarily full of the Spirit. Well, it's fake no. Spirit. That's I what I'm saying. to be full of the yeah, Spirit. Yeah, you know, not the Holy Spirit, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, because you can do the same thing at a, you know, a Raging Engine Machine concert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or something that ain't the Holy Spirit at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he ain't, you know, but but it's just, it's the hype. And they, but we call it I know that. I know the reference. Yeah. Well, I know that one, yeah. Phyllis was about to clarify. No, Rage Against the Machine, everybody, everybody know. No, anyway, hard matter. rock kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. but the thing, and, and like like T knows because he 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 does music, you know, with us here at the church. It's true that there's some music we just should not do. 
because we ain't no good at it. It's, you know, it's like I hate it when we try to sound Caribbean, uh, and we a bunch of Midwest folks up here going, "Am I not and a body going, of water in sight?" Sound like yeah. an idiot. Quit yeah. trying to be. I go, why are we trying to be so what well, we're not? You know, and, and, and when we bust out, what's the song? We bust out in Swahili. Uh, yeah. In the middle of the song, I hear God say, I'm going, Swahili? There ain't one person in this room speaks Swahili. But you know that one don't sound too bad, though, No, Tracy. Wait, that I speak good. that part. I, then why does the song leader all we got to tell us? This is what you're saying. Well, and I don't, and, and I don't even know. Saying. I can't even pronounce the Shrakia, Wunu, Waba Waba song, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're You know about. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I'm going, look, let's be us and do uh-huh. what we do. Uh-huh. Halfway decently, at least, and and, and 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 you know, try not to. Why don't we sing in Romanian? I don't know, because mm-hmm. we ain't Romanian. Well, we ain't Swahili either. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting that we've kind of centered a lot of what we've been talking about on music, because I feel like uh, for some reason music just goes back far mm-hmm. in cultural mm-hmm. history. It's it like does. it's just it's very far back cultural roots and music and. Everybody can kind of connect to it. But I wonder if there are other areas of intersection with this, too. I mean, maybe like food and like meal times and things, how you do food, how how we might do food in a group this big, 200 some people with all different perspectives. I mean, do you feel like there are other areas? That was just one that came to my mind. That's like it's deep in terms of cultural roots. I mean, one one thing is true is, is that you have to look at now. Does um, Steve Reynolds. I guess I shouldn't have said no names. Why not? Oh, you okay. can say names. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is he wanted? We what? name no. names. Witness <laughs> yeah. protection? I don't no, know. No, I mean, yeah, I was, right. he is growing I'm a bit like, of a beard. Man, Maybe I, he's trying to disguise himself. I didn't know he was supposed to say I mean, names or not. retired from the police. Yeah, who is this guy? It's not happening, man. You know, hey, just did part of my past life. You know, an undercover. Just kidding. Just kidding. What's his, but, what's his street name? But uh, <laughs> uh, we'll call him Fred. Wow. <laughs> Here comes Fred. Well, Fred, uh, one day uh, he um, was in did a dare program and things, and and um, one of the things that uh, he uh, he was talking to some of his kids that was there, and he was talking to them, and he was telling them, you know, what they, how to help them in their lives and things like that. And one of the kids went up to him and said, you can't tell me nothing. And he's like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. He said, you're not from where I'm from, so how can you tell me about what I'm going through and how I feel when you're not right. from where I'm from? Mm-hmm. And that's where he brought, came. He said, okay, you're right. I, you know, I don't understand how you're feeling and where you're coming from, but I know somebody that came from where you came from, and that's why I came in that and said, hey, I got a group of kids from the north side that said and so I went in there and I talked to him and he said from that day on I mean I, I, they was begging for me to come back right mm. and things and stuff because I knew the streets yeah. sure yeah. I knew where they came from and I know where they was trying to go cuz I I've been where they been where they're trying to go and stuff and I think that's what it is we have to sometimes look yeah there's we, we all not going to get it uh, understand each other's about just like I don't right. know how you deal with people in Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, you live, you're from Dallas, I, I, and you're from Chicago suburbs, from Chicago and stuff, from the suburbs. So I don't. How, 
it's, it's sure, a it's lot a of difference. Culture, so we have yeah. to sit down and have a discussion like we're doing now and say and come mm-hmm. together and go, okay, what can we do to make this person to, to interact with, to bring some of this flavor in uh-huh. and bring some of this flavor? You have to sit down and see where everyone, for me, come from to understand why they think and why they feel the, the way mm-hmm. they feel. And then, and, and I, and uh, that, for me, that's 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 what when you said that that's that's mm-hmm. a story that kind of came to my mindset. Do you guys like having those conversations? Are they are they uh, do you gravitate towards them? Do you feel like you, you, you enjoy know, having conversations you know, where you like do. tell me about yourself? I do. Me- I do because you understand the person. Uh-huh. You understand that person a whole lot more when you learn their background. Right. Mm-hmm. But see, I I like having the conversation with certain people. Okay. Right. I don't like having that conversation if if somebody's always coming across like they got a chip on their shoulder. Right. Uh-huh. And it's not even like I said, it's it's, it's in any area. It doesn't have to be a racial area. It could be an economic chip on their shoulder. Uh-huh. It could be an educational, you know, chip on their shoulder. What? And so that makes it uncomfortable because it, it could get volatile really quick. Mm-hmm. And um, but normally, I mean, like with Tracy mm-hmm. and Harriet, yeah, you know, because. It's not what it's about. We just we just friends talking, mm. recognizing we come from very different places. Mm-hmm. But we have so but, much in common. Yes, yeah. mm. right. we have a lot in common. But even with that, yeah. like you said, you know, it's, it's certain that when you come across somebody that that is volatile, that right, right, that has it, then you can sit there and say, okay, I uh, well, okay, I, he may not listen because you can come and tell. You know how the old saying. Someone can come and tell you the exact same thing your parents told right, you, and you right. and yeah, you'll listen, listen to, them. to them. Right, right. You know, it's kind of like that in, in certain mm-hmm. with certain races. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. they'll they'll well, okay, I understand what you're saying. So let me go find somebody. Mm-hmm. But let me talk. Right. To, and they may be more accepted to mm-hmm. to calm down and, and and be able to have that dialogue. That's yeah. true. I do think, though, when you do come across someone that is volatile or they have the chip on the shoulder, right, right. you got to listen to them. Oh, yeah. Because it's a smoke screen. What's really behind right. them? Right. Yeah, really, deeper things. Yeah. yeah, what are the deeper things? Because that's, that's, that person has some hurt, some misunderstanding. Something. That's what yeah. made me start thinking about mm-hmm. you and potentially your profession and some mm-hmm. of the some of the conversations you need to have and the ways in which you which, learn people. For those listening, what what is that? What profession? do you do? Um, I work in social service, so with foster children and uh, biological parents who's have their kids taken away. All right, so mm-hmm. it's 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 volatile from the get go in some sense because mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, it can be. But you know what I've learned is that. Um, I have to deal with people as a person themselves. I can't think about what other people say about them. Mm -hmm. I have to get to know that person before I can pass judgment. And Mm -hmm. even that, everybody have a story. So it's not about your color. It's not about your race. It's not about how much money you make. However, sometimes it is. You Mm -hmm. have to think about that, why they think the way they think. Why we think the way we think, because, I mean, when I said we have a lot in common, I'm not talking about coming to church. Right. Mm -hmm. Our life experience, we've had a lot of stuff in common. Mm -hmm. And had we not been open-minded and said, although we don't want to talk to them white people, Mm. then we wouldn't really got to know them as the person. So that's the thing that I think about that's so incredible, because I can sit next to somebody 
uh, no matter what race or culture they're from and have so many things in common mm. and can learn from that person yeah. if you open your mind up. Mm-hmm. So it's not about race because it's a, a lot mm. of black people that I'm like, mm, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't so. agree with that or I wouldn't <laughs> side with you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. So right. I mean, so it's so different, you mm. know. So. Well, let me, let me take what you're saying here and, and let's open it up a little bit more, another layer. Um, because I know, you know, we're, we're talking a lot of, of race, black and white primarily here in this conversation, but we live in a, a big, a big world that's get, gotten a lot smaller in the last 10 years, Yes. you know, and you know, a ton of racism right now is, 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 is it race or is it nationalism? It's, it's America's versus Middle East. Yes. That's really hot button right now. Mm-hmm. And so how do you handle, I just want to throw this out to everybody. Um, you, when you talk about profiling. Now, I ain't talking about the profiling like it's a it's a black man walking down the street and the police drive by. I'm talking about let's say uh, when you, you go to the airport, mm-hmm. okay? And me being okay, I'm just gonna be really honest. If I'm in line going through security and I notice a, two or three guys from the Middle East, something different goes through my mind than when I look at the little old lady, mm-hmm. or even when I look at a black man, because there ain't never been a black man blow up an airplane. You know what I'm saying? It just, it's it's as never, far been as little, I know. Little, never been a little old lady blow up an airplane. There ain't never no, been a black man. No. What you going to say? I ain't going to say no. Well, I'm going to tell you, the, the black man don't do that. No, Maybe he had a plan caught. before he you left. Don't the don't get caught. I'm just saying. <laughs> you blame it on the other people. You blame it. No, I think the black man will talk through the entire in-flight in movie, but he ain't going to blow up the plane. <laughs> okay? <laughs> but you, 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 you profile. He's about to choke on his coffee. <laughs> the sugar cookie. When sometimes the profiling makes sense. And and I know you, and you particularly, Harriet, you know, it would be easy in your job to profile. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk into a home, you look at all the outward things and say, here's what's going on here. Stamp, move Stamp, on. Stamp, move on. Right. It, that would be a very easy thing to do. And what you just shared is you got to get to know that individual. On the other hand, you know, when you're looking at certain things, it's going... For the most part, people blowing up airplanes or, or doing that are, are from the Middle East. They're they're radicals. I'm not saying they're all Muslims, or actually they're all Muslims, but they're not all not all Muslims are doing that. Is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. It's the, it's the extremists. How do you handle that type of profiling in your own hearts when there's some of it kind of makes sense in a sense? You know what I'm saying? How do you do that? It's a little easier for me because I've been profiled. I've mm-hmm. been. Um, have hmm. people walk with me around, walking around the store uh, thinking I'm going to steal something. Mm-hmm. I've been in the store when people say, you need to pay for that here. I have money, so I can pay mm. for it, yes. So <laughs> for me, because I've been judged like mm-hmm. that, I try not to judge people because okay. this is something that a few people, when we think about our whole world, we can say a few people uh, choose to do bad things. Right. So right. when I see people in town... I can imagine what they feel like. They feel the same way mm-hmm. I feel. I get exactly. angry. Yeah. I get frustrated. So because I experience that, I'm a little more sensitive to okay. that. Mm-hmm. And then I try not to get on. Okay, let's, let's talk about the media who hypes everything Certainly. up. Mm. And so I think about that too. But I think because I've experienced some of that, not blowing up stuff, but other racial right. issues, I can be a little more sensitive to that. Yeah. And I don't, when I see them, I'm, if I hear them talking in a native language, I even think that's cool. 
Like, mm. oh, that's so cool. I wonder what they're saying. They, do you mm. listen for your name? <laughs> no. I probably Anytime wouldn't. anybody talking to a foreign language around me, I'm listening for my name just in case they're talking about me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what if your name is a word yeah. in another yeah. language? I see if they make eye contact. Then I'm like, oh, you talking about me? Yeah, <laughs> I see, that's what I'm saying, right? How you doing? <laughs> well, but you could take most people, so. It's a different interaction. I'm only 150 pounds. Dave Gemini. We flew to Guatemala, literally. Every security check we went through, Jim got singled out and pulled aside because he's Colombian. Dave and I never did the whole Because trip. they saw a, a, a visa with a, a birthplace as Colombian or because of his complexion of his skin? Or, I don't, I or don't either. Is his birthplace? Is Jim actually born in Colombia? I mean, I know he's from Framingham, Mass. But, but I don't know. He could have been like Tracy and I'm born just saying, in Colombia and moved as a child to Massachusetts. Yeah. I, don't I, I don't know. There are differing levels because I think what you're really getting at and what Harriet was just commenting yeah. on is all that you see and mm-hmm. what you're saying, the, the exterior. If, mm-hmm. if you're forming a right. judgment on basically just what you can see, you don't talk to them. You don't mm-hmm. find out who they are, what their personality's like. Do they laugh at silly jokes? You don't know anything. You right. just know what they look like. Then that's, I think, the level at which we're trying to address here. Like, how do we interact? Yeah, Not like yeah. I know these facts about this person. And, yeah, right. and, and, they, and, 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 and all I know is Jim got pulled off. And he actually, by the end of the trip, it was getting frustrating to him uh-huh. because the two white guys never got pulled aside. Mm. You know, it was the Colombian that got pulled aside every single time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was that, I mean, I don't know. I, then I've seen people pull aside a, a little old lady. And I'm going, really, guys? You you really think she's a terrorist? But well, I don't know. I don't know what their, their <laughs> protocols are. That they have either. to do it every 50th person or something. Yeah. But our, our what son, are your thoughts yeah. on this, some of this, Steve? I laugh about it. Yeah. Uh, it used to get me mad and things and stuff. And then, uh, But now if I see them following me in the store, things like that, I, I laugh. You know, and things. I say, hey, you're doing your job, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. and stuff and things. And, and, you know, if that's because and and then on top of that, I, 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 uh, I kind of like when when, when my dad was my dad, my dad was a racist. Mm -hmm. He'll tell you, he would say things if if I wish I can invent a bomb that would blow up everybody. Uh, that will blow up every white person, everybody white else but white people. Yeah, I mean, blow blow every white person. I know up. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. I mean, he he did, and and for years I thought that way. Mm-hmm. I did. I mean, when I, I, I when I was in school, I, man, I I got on a lot of race rides, you know, and things, and and uh, and for years I I I I thought that way because of what he was telling, the stories that he told me and the things that he went through, because he's from Mississippi, you know. Right. And so he was mistreated. Yeah, he was, he was very mistreated. And right. me hearing that, I, I was like, I mean, it, it angered me. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and things where he had to walk down the street and a white person was on the, <coughs> on the um, sidewalk. He had to get off the white sidewalk, put his head down, wait till they walked past, and got right. back on. So mm-hmm. those stories, I heard those things, so... I was living off his convictions. Mm-hmm. Now the thing for me to bring it back to religion, what changed me was that I start the Bible started teaching me how to how to uh, not judge the person. You know, I I can't I can't 
go off of what my father. I have to learn. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I can't sit here and go. I hate this person because you say I need to hate them. Right. Let, right. I, I need to learn for myself about this person. Sure. I have friends that come and say, "Oh man, don't mess with such and such." But then I turn around. Such and such is a good guy. Yeah. You know. So my my whole mindset in that way start changing and start going, man, that was the wrong way to think. Mm-hmm. You know, I start, okay, let me get to know a person before I judge a person. Mm-hmm. Let me get to uh, know a person's background before I judge a person. You know, right. so those things play in my in my part when I look at people now because you don't know what that person is going through. I, I, it was a, I know I probably talk a lot. No, you're fine. You'll probably find out. You're good. But there was a lady that I worked that I worked with, and they called her Sarge. Mm-hmm. And she would walk with her head. I mean, she would be at at at, the, at where we worked, the place. Nobody liked her. I mean, couldn't stand her. Didn't like Hated Sarge. Her. Mm-hmm. But then I seen her one day outside of work, and she was supposedly. I'm looking. I'm thinking this is her husband. She's walking behind her husband with like a little puppy with a tail tucked in Mm -hmm. following him around i'm like wow now i see why she kind of acts the way she acts because that's the only place that she can let it all out Mm. and she so you don't i don't like so now i see why she right right so i see so it made me start saying man you don't know what someone is going through yeah or what made them get to that point so that's why like harry said everybody got a story right Right. everybody has a story so sometimes when that stuff happens when I'm in the store and people follow. I laugh. Mm-hmm. And and those terrorists that do blow up the airplanes and kill people or, or or put a bomb in Boston, maybe they were raised like you from an infant exactly. to hate every white person exactly. or every American person or every Christian person, but they never broke out of it. They never you know mm-hmm. had that taken moment you the, had right. They've no. taken it to the extreme. Well, see, yeah. Because Sasha. Sasha was raised to hate Americans. Sasha was raised to hate Americans. (laughs) Hmm. And, you know, and his father now loves America. He loves America. But he had to break out of that as well. Exactly. You know. Sasha is a dear friend who grew up in Soviet Russia. (laughs) Thank you for that. This service announcement. (laughs) (laughs) Sasha Delyadnikov. Yes. And, you know, the funny (laughs) thing about your story with your dad, your dad actually did um, change his thinking. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny because I would laugh. I said, your daddy don't like white people. And your uh, nephew married a white girl. And your sister married a white guy. So, <laughs> yeah. daddy had so what's something. he think about yeah. that? So I'm, well, he loved him. He, I yeah. mean, he, changed, he really what? changed his attitude about it. But oh. when he was older. Okay, now let's, let's take a look. Because this was the very first question I was going to ask, but we skipped it because we went another route. But how have you seen racism in general in our culture? change in the past 30 to 40 years my question was like that but okay i'll, I'll, I'll wait for it right. i, I want to hear your, your perspective we have the media and we have facebook and what i find is that people are so brave now because it's not a face behind what they're writing so um, i don't understand what do you mean on facebook you can write anything you want to write and uh-huh. nobody 
knows who it is. Some people know who it is, but look of how many people who don't know who that person is. Okay. So the so anonymity brings out quiet voices. Mm -hmm. right. That those voices. So how does that relate to the question, though? What does that mean? Did you say it's worse? It's better? It's, it's what? It's worse because oh, okay. when you go to Facebook, when you watch the news, and especially uh, Facebook where they can't see it, people post mean things mm -hmm. and. Um, they post mean things like I think about when Rodney King, when that whole incident mm -hmm. occurred, we didn't really have Facebook. Right. And, you know, there was concerns. But then when all the shootings of the black people with uh, police officers, it's plastered all on Facebook. And I can go through my Facebook site and I can see where people have done research and they can compare a white person to a black person. Mm -hmm. Uh, that they did almost the same thing and the white person got nothing and the black person mm -hmm. did anything. I think we can get caught up in commenting on that mm -hmm. to be part of the problem, not mm -hmm. part of the solution. Okay. So Facebook has made it worse. Okay. And then, yeah. Has it made it worse or has it just exposed what was there all along? I think it's made it worse. Made it worse. I think it made it, yeah, I think it made it worse too because mm -hmm. like I said, you know, uh, you was even talking, now when things happen, you know, you can see it right then, right there. You know right, I mean? right. Right when it's happening and things. And then again, like she said, you know, there's a lot of people that put, uh, instead of being, uh, helping solve the problem, they're being part of the problem. Because again, me being, being, uh, uh, being the way that I am, sometimes if I, if I, Sit up there and I keep looking and seeing some of the things that are going. I got to watch my mind. Mm -hmm. I got to watch how I think. Sure. Because I can sit there and start thinking, man. That is right. And then yeah. I'm like, yeah, what that is. That? Yeah, mm -hmm. what's this? But see, that's, that's still, you know, that. I think too, media plays a, a, a lot. Certainly. With that. It's, it's just a lot. Controversy sells. Certainly, yeah. And I think yes. for them, when it's a black and white thing, they expect, <coughs> they just ride with it because it gets them ratings. Do you think they do it more between black and white than they do black and Latino, white and Latino, you know, any other? I think it's more black for me. Per, uh, me personally, I think it's more black and white. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I yeah. totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. However, and, they had that incident on Facebook where the hmm. Facebook people decided to uh, change the flag. Or was it what was it? The bombing or something? Paris. Paris. Paris, Paris right. Paris. So they put so the Paris flag. They put the Paris flag and, and had an app for that. Right. At the same time that happened, two other incidents happened. Sure. And so they got mad at the Facebook people and said that. How come you didn't put our flag up? You're, you're, no, you're, you're ignoring sure. Black Lives Matter movement. By, yes, or, and favoritism. Yeah. What about. Because yeah, something this, happened over there in the yeah. where a lot of. Uh, uh, was it Somalia somewhere where someone killed mm -hmm. a lot of kids yes, and all those things? Yes. And they wasn't saying anything about this. Right. So. It was hidden. It it, was exactly. Hidden. Yeah. yeah. It was hidden. It's interesting, though. I, and and I, I love hearing your perspective. Because I even shared last week how, in my perspective, things are better. And I do think it will take another 50 to 100 years worth of, add, let's add in another four or five generations. Mm -hmm. It will even get better. Because I could not imagine when I was a teenager, 
a black president of the United States, yet we have a black president. Yeah, I can remember. Um, and, and I shared about in, in our church, we had, uh, there was an interracial couple that, and, and, and to the, to, as, as I put it, I think the church kind of tolerated it. I wouldn't say it was accepted. Mm-hmm. It was tolerated because that was the Christian thing to do. Um, but now, that's, it's, it's, it's almost like it's not even a thought in most, in a lot of the culture. Certainly there's subcultures of, of, of whatever race. There are extremes, you know, still. Um, and I think it's, you know, as, as each generation comes, there's fewer and fewer and fewer people being raised with that mindset that, you know, you were talking about, T. Mm-hmm. And so I think the problem is getting better and better. Now, Facebook, yeah, stirs it up, you know, I think that, but even that, we're having this conversation, mm-hmm. which is a plus, you know. Um, I so I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's great to hear a different perspective, you mm-hmm. know, because that's kind of where I'm looking at it. Well, can yeah. I just say, you're not on Facebook enough. <laughs> 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 you can't validate Harriet's well, comments. Well, that's true. Yeah. I prefer to think for myself. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Oh. No, you want to be a loner. That yeah. We all know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that is also, yeah. yeah, 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 just yeah. Bob, Bob's over there Me and Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I go, I hear what you're saying. Yes, in some ways it's easy, it's better because we can sit at this table mm-hmm. uh-huh. and we are friends. You are family. You know. Now, would it have been that way in the '60s? I would like to think so. You know, but I don't know. Well, we were all in different places. Yeah, there. we were. I mean, I mean, well, see, people got to. Uh, yeah, his I, daddy wouldn't have let us. Nah. <laughs> his daddy oh. would have. Yeah, He'd have a bomb. Yeah. His daddy would have been coming in my daddy's store. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that, though, the media, Facebook, people can post anything. Yeah. And there are friends, I go, Wow. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. You just, you posted that? Just, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, yes. there's two kinds of dumb. One is thinking it, and number two is posting it. it. Well, yeah. Because, well, it gives you an insight into who, yeah, who, what's really going on. Or exactly. It, it gives you an insight or it leaves an impression, mm-hmm. you know, because I go, wow, so you really think that I am a bad person because of my skin color. I don't think that of you, but based upon the things that you post, you right. think I'm a bad person. And you know that person, Phyllis, so you can give them uh, the good intentions. Okay, it was good intention. You just really wasn't thinking about it. It wasn't geared right. towards me. But what about all those other people? Because you know on Facebook when you post, Everybody's if you reshare it, all your friends going to see it, and then all your friends' friends who repost it, they see that. So think about how many people... Mm-hmm. It's, see this and they don't know you and so they're exactly. going by what they see on Facebook which says right. you are racist mm. and it may not be the mm. case right so there's yeah it's a very interesting there are like prog- there's like progress and and regression yes. and I put yes. those both in quotes to say like we still I don't know if this is the group to really define what is that right. but there's there's progress in some areas mm-hmm. but then there's you, like you mentioned, people now have a voice that they never had before, and hearing what they have to say just it it kind of drags you down. And it's like I can't believe people are mm-hmm. thinking that. People are really spreading that. They want that out there. They want to use this outlet to to spread that. And it's it right. just feels like hate and and evil and bad. So yeah, and that's, I'm, I'm not at all saying I think the problem is solved or the problem. Is, I'm just mm-hmm. I think there's progress. I've got to believe there's progress. 
Well, I was going you know, to, so I was going to ask on that because yeah. you, you mentioned your dad, and I know you both are grandparents. So do you ever think about that generation between your dad and your two grandsons? Oh, most definitely. About most where definitely. that's going and and what your influence will be like in terms of their trajectory right. and what most, they're going to think about their grandfather. You know. Well, man, and and I do. I think about that a lot because it's it's you know just like teach them you know teach them while they're young when they get older they want straight. For me, it's. Mm. Do, I got another story. You know, I Come got on, a lot man. of stories. Go with your story. I'm I don't think I told y'all this before, but I don't think the people that's listening heard. I was driving down the street one day, and this two probably two two weeks after I got baptized. I'm driving down the street, and a friend of mine pulls on the side of me that I hadn't seen in years. He pulls up on the side of me. He's like, "Hey, T-Bone, what's up, man?" I'm like, "What's up, man?" You know how we do. We going down the street driving <laughs> and stuff, and talking, blah, talking. Blah, 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 back and forth. And then this car pulls up behind us. I mean, blowing the heart. And he starts saying the N-word, I mean, yeah. hatefully. Mm-hmm. I know if he had a gun, he'd have shot us. That's, it was hate. Right. I mean, he's, I don't to call I mean, I mean, he is mm-hmm. going ballistic. Mm-hmm. Now, understand, I'm two weeks uh-huh. from out of being baptized. Now, the thing, the, the thing that, 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 um, I do now when stuff like that happens or you see things on TV of negative things happening between races and all these different things, these different people and stuff like that. At that time when he was, and now when I told my friend, I said, hey, man, let him pass. Let him go, man, and I'll try to catch up with you later. He took off. Dude pulls right up beside my car. You, I mean, he going crazy. No, like, again, like I said, I, if it had been two weeks mm-hmm. before, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Mm-hmm. But the thing that stopped me from even thinking that way and acting out the way I used to act, I said, man, if he knew what I knew, then he wouldn't do what he do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I look at people now when stuff like that happened and I say in my mind, if they knew what I knew, then they wouldn't do what they do. So my biggest thing now is to be the type of grandfather that my grandchildren knows, man. <laughs> they know what you know. They know what I know. Yeah. Mm. I want mm. to teach them to come up in the right way and understand, hey, there's bad things that's going to happen in the world. That's that's just part of life. But mm. it's not how you act. God is looking at how that person is acting. But he's also looking at how you are reacting, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's what's important. You you make sure you 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 do what you because when you get get up before God, you want to see, and He asks you why did you do this, you can sit up there and answer for you mm-hmm. and only you. So for me, that's that's very important for me to make sure that the influence that I have on my grandchildren is is a godly <coughs> influence, and that mm-hmm. they grow up knowing what I know. Mm-hmm. If that answer yeah. a little yeah. bit. No, that's great. Yeah. I, I they have like so many they have so many um grandparents and aunts and uncles of many races. So um mm-hmm. they did, they're not growing up in an all black town. No. They're not growing mm-hmm. up with that and they are raised with love. So even when they hear the negativity, 
it's like, okay, let's sit mm -hmm. down, let's talk about it. Right. Well, they have another and reference to yes. balance it again. Yes. Exactly. And, and we can even talk right. about that. Let's, yes. let's yeah. talk about that. It was a time when you, mm -hmm. you didn't dare talk about that. Right. And, and with, your, with your grandsons, you can sit there and go, that what you just heard, what you just experienced, that's not godly. That's mm -hmm. not right. Exactly. This mm -hmm. is how yeah. to be godly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let me, let me ask you, and, and I've been thinking about this since I, I, I watched a, a, a video, uh, someone who was talking, um, and they were talking about this subject, etc. And they talked about how we need to accept one another and uh, tolerate one another, if you will, celebrate our differences, etc. And I understand that there's a certain aspect of that. It's true. But I thought, okay, I don't know that I totally agree with that. Maybe we need to take it deeper than that. And I want to share with you why I thought that and get your thoughts on it. And okay. I know our podcast is running long, and well, this might go into two podcasts. We, yeah, we're going to have to do something. Yeah, yeah. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to want to listen to an hour and a half. The, G, the, the, the greatest immigrant of them all, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Okay? Hmm. The greatest immigrant of them all. He came to another land. And he does not see us as black, white, Asian, Hispanic. Nope. He sees us as human, and that's different enough for him. Right. You know, because for him. Divine like, to human. Exactly. Like, yeah. that, I mean, he came from a culture of heaven and perfection to earth. That was a, a, enough of a culture shock, you wow. know, to him. Mm. He didn't have to become this culture. Just being human. It's like moving from Texas to New England. No, it's <laughs> worse than that, right? The perfect analogy. <laughs> but the thing is, is Jesus, he didn't come to be with us. He came to be just like us. Mm. He didn't come to tolerate us or accept us. He came, like Hebrews chapter 2 says, for this reason he had to be made like them, fully human in every way. It wasn't like Jesus just came down and said, well, I, went, I wanted to see how, I wanted to learn more about the people. So I went and hung out with them. He said, no, I became one of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when Paul was talking in 1 Corinthians 9 and, the, you know, that whole thing about to the Jew, I become like a Jew to win the mm -hmm. Jew and to the weak. I become... Again, he didn't say to this, to this person, I learned to accept them for who they are so I could win them. He says, no, I became like them. Mm -hmm. And so I think maybe we should go deeper than just accepting differences. Even though I understand the concept of that, because there's there's going to be differences that we can never change. Yeah, like, I'll never be raised in, Minnesota, in Mississippi. Yeah. You know, I'll never be raised in, in, in St. Louis or whatever. I mean, the experiences you have, I'll never experience. I was getting ready to say you can be black, but you yeah. can be black because you can lay in the sun. Well, I mean, we, we, <laughs> no, we do try. But I ain't never going to root for the Steelers. That just ain't going to happen. Oh, wow. I ain't going to do it. You know he was going to fit that in. Right? <laughs> yeah. It ain't going to happen. No, but I'm just thinking that that, that Christian attitude is, I, 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 I truly want to be help, be as much like that person as I can to win them. That's the whole purpose, the whole goal. Mm -hmm. It's not even just can't we all get along. You, you had the Rodney King reference there. Mm -hmm. It's like we're, we're trying to win people to God. There's such a, we're all the same race. It's the human. Yeah. And to God, that's the only one that matters, the human race. Trying to become a heavenly race, mm -hmm. and make it. So, what do you think? I mean, am, am I just? 
is it a pipe dream or whatever? Or what, what do you think about what I'm sharing? Because to me, it's, it's a deeper call than let's just celebrate our differences. It's like we got to truly love each other. Yeah. And, and yeah. Be, I'll be like you. Hmm. You know what? I, for Like they said, do nothing out of selfish ambition, vain conceit. But in humility, consider others better than you are. Yeah. Hmm. Not just we're equals. No, no, no. You're better than me. It makes me think about Larry Clip and um, when Trey first started studying the Bible and learning about God, um, he met Larry Clip and uh, Larry Clip really got to know him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Trey told him that he was married, but they didn't believe him because I was always at work. So it was a long time before they met me. But I remember one of the things that stood out to Trey was that Larry would come over and he would just roll up his sleeves and he would start doing dishes and he would talk to Trey, but he would never, he would never alter the Bible for Trey. Mm -hmm. Yet he stepped into Trey's world and loved him and figured out what he needed. Mm -hmm. So I think when you talk about coming together and giving people what they know and becoming all things to them, I think that's what it means. Mm -hmm. It's not going in and, and say it's a one-stop uh, pony for everybody. Everybody's different and unique and right. need different things. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to be loved differently. It's just finding out what they need. I mean, mm -hmm. I can't say that you guys are our friends, so we're going to treat you guys the same way we treat somebody else that may need something else. Mm -hmm. Somebody right. may be just going through stuff and tired all the time. So the way that we're showing our love and our friendship sure. to them is we're making them dinner and taking it over mm -hmm. and maybe you can breaking make me their dinner. order. I know you can I can make that. you dinner. I'll let you. And tired. then for you guys, it may be you I'm guys tired, coming Sammy. over to dinner. He's, yeah. <laughs> what, what'd you say? I'm tired. Bob He's tired. Okay, well, we'll have to give Bob a pass to come over to the house. Bob needs some chicken soup. So Bob needs Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not just like, I mean, I don't want, I want the Champagne Church. I don't even want race to be an issue that we think about. I don't even want it to be something that, like, well, are are we are we racially diverse? I just want it to be like we just everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'd love for us to get to that level to where we don't even worry about that issue. <laughs> it's just we're all here loving Jesus. Again, a lot of it. Again, it boils down to, for me. It's just that personal relationship with God, because God is. <laughs> what you? This is a hiccup. Wow, you just—he talking about personal relationship with God. You just threw him right off. And, the and, and, <laughs> and, and like here, like here, said, just, just really loving people from. Like you said, you know, Larry came in there and he just, he just loved me. Yeah, he loved me, and and it it, it and I didn't look at him. What is this? What is this white dude doing? You know, wash it it yeah, yeah, I'm like, wow, no one has ever hmm. done that, you know, and things, and no, no one has ever served me the way he served me, and things, and 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 and, I mean, he just loved me, mm -hmm. and I think that's what it is, is that we we it's a genuine with him. I would die for him to mm -hmm. today, you know. It's a genuine love for him. He's he's not only my friend, he was my brother. Not because of what he said, but because of what he do. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing is that we need to see that in each other. See that in each other. Because I don't see black and white. Mm -hmm. I don't. I see my brother. Right. And things. And, and that's because of how my brother treated me. Mm -hmm. And how, you know what I'm saying? And it's, 
he just he just met my needs. And I think that's for me personally, that's what I think it is. Mm-hmm. I I know when you tell me if you tell me you love me. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't question. I know the same what you got. If you tell me you love me, I mm-hmm. believe it. There's no question and things and not the and, and and it's not because of what you say, but it's because of what you do. And I think that's the biggest for me, that's one of the biggest things. Yeah. Larry Can, walked the talk, and that's what got you. Right. Exactly. He, he got your heart. And see, we need to make sure that we're walking And that's the what talk. you want us That's the name to. of the podcast. Oh, it is, isn't it? Talking the Walk. Oh, yeah. Because wow. that's what we're doing right now. And we didn't know that, by the way. Oh, sorry. Just finding that's out. In the, you, know, you need to listen to the podcast because we've uh, been talking about that. Can I, can, I bring, can I throw out a thought that might make this full circle? Because I feel like what you just said really drives home and, and even uh, makes further your point about mm-hmm. Jesus coming down as an alien and learning right. our ways is what Tracy was just saying is it all starts with your relationship with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think when you do that, you have to consider him better than you. Yeah. Yes. You have to try to relate to him. You have to understand yeah. and believe that he loved you so much to come down and do all all the stuff that Jesus did for us is that whole he came down and served us. It's kind of that right. Larry Clip analogy in your story. And I feel like that drives a lot of this. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm jiving and I really know that God's better than me, I'm like nothing. Why did he come down and do this for me? It's a lot easier for sure. me to turn and do that to somebody else. Exactly. I have I have a mental image in my mind of how that's working on a spiritual level, on a yeah, realm sure. of I'm I'm on earth, he's wide, all the way up there, and I think that's mm-hmm. kind of how we should be seeing each other. I'm not saying no. you're God yeah. and you're and I'm going to worship you, but I'm saying that difference is so vast, and I love him so much for, bri- right. for bringing it, bridging that, that I'll do that for each other. But if you really think about it, that was Jesus's motivation. Mm. Was his relationship with God overrode? Is that the right word? Yeah. His humanness. Mm-hmm. Like even at the it cross, when he was saying, "God, I don't want to do this," mm. but because you say so, I will do this. His relationship with God would override the human nature, which was run away. Mm-hmm. And and like you say, your relationship with God first overrides maybe that human nature. Like Tracy was sharing a minute ago, like you know, you hear stuff and you go, "Yeah, maybe that's right." What's up with all that? Mm-hmm. Wait. You know, mm-hmm. no, I got, I, I see things, you know, my relationship with God helps me see helps my relationship with other people yeah. differently. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. our, all of our human natures, we talked about this last week, we all have judgmentalism in us. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, and, and we, we, we battle it all the time. And, and, just, mm-hmm. and the person that sits back and says, well, I'm not prejudiced at all, they, they, mm-hmm. they lie about other things yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're lying. No, yeah. they? Or they're deceived about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. Or they, they, they're deceived, or they. What was the other thing? Get lie. Too. Sometimes lie. I'm. Sometimes off. I've been too. <laughs> I, I feel you on sometimes I've been too optimistic about the world around me and about right. my life. And I just think, you know, it's easier to imagine there's no problems. That's all just and, yeah. by y'all. Yeah. Hands I'm not and, judgmental. Nobody's yeah. really judgmental. It's just, you know, you're it's okay. You're labeling it something different. Yeah, it's you're putting a label that. on it. But that's yeah, not it. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but we, if we're all honest, we all got it. It's part of the human condition. Something's got to override it. Yeah. Mm. And I think we can override it. 
to a degree with just willpower and, you know, love your fellow man and can't we all get along? But without God, you ain't never going to really take it to the level you got to take it to, mm. no. I think. Right. Yeah. Right. See, oh, well, I just think that Jesus came and he walked in our shoes. Didn't you say something about that's what that? He became us. Yeah, he yeah. became mm-hmm. us. And I think that's the whole key. There's a song by Clint Black, country song. Uh, take a walk. I in like the- country. <laughs> He's already said he likes it. But is I think the name of it is uh, "Walk a Mile in Another Man's Shoes," mm-hmm. and I like that. And I like the song because when I put myself in somebody else's shoes, mm-hmm. my heart, my mind, everything changes. If I'm being selfish, mm-mm, my judgmental, right. my arrogance, mm. everything whatever, jumps up. Oh, it jumps up like a like wild daisies. But if I'm walking in their shoes, man, my heart goes right. out to them. The mm. empathy, the compassion, all of that grows up much faster. Mm. And that's what Jesus and did. That's what yeah, you, yeah, mm. yeah. And I'm willing to serve. I'm willing to go. I'm willing to do. So yeah, just wanted to you know. To say some of us about like you know the one, and it was about like you said, just having that personal relationship with God uh, is the one thing that changed my whole mindset. That changed a lot of situations. Like you said, when you get in situations, man, it's because of that person, that relationship with God that makes you go, okay, I can't do that. Right. Well, see, you know, and the thing that I love about Larry was that man. He came over to study the Bible with me, and I pulled a pistol on him. You're the only one that I have ever heard do that. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping we would get that to that story. That is an extreme story. You I'd love to get Larry's The man is washing your dishes <laughs> and studying the Bible with you, and you pulled a gun on I him. I pulled a gun on him because man, I thought I knew mess. more than what. Yeah. I thought I had a relationship uh-huh. with God, and I didn't have And you were going to prove it by shooting him yeah, in the face. Exactly. <laughs> Ain't that something? Ain't that something? And I was going to prove, I'm like, man, why did you come in here trying to tell, tell me about me. the Bible? Did I shoot you your, <laughs> your friends call you T-Bone the logic guy. <laughs> He's a logical a, man. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was there. <laughs> but the thing about he Were you saying, I'll let you meet the judge? No, it was like that. I mean, I was, I was talking to myself. The whole day, you talk to waiting on him to come and try to tell me what I knew about the Bible. Yeah, he ain't know nothing, and I ain't know nothing. <laughs> but the thing again with Larry, the thing that impressed me with him, and like you said, it was because of that personal relationship we had with God. He stood his ground. He right. did not flinch. Hmm. You could not tell he was scared whatsoever he sat there and he told me say hey i am not going to alter the word of god to say what you wanted to say this is the word of god this is what i'm standing on if you ever want to uh study the bible again mm-hmm. give me a call and he left my house yeah and 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 god after he left my house god chastised me <laughs> I kid you not I mean he thumped me mm. and I was because uh, I was sitting there praying Lord I, I I need someone in my life I need this and he he, he said I put someone there 
and look and at what, look you, at what did. you did. Pull the gun mm-hmm. on him. Look at what you did. Now, he left. Now this is the killing. This is what made me fall in love with Lad Clip even more. Is later on that day, I was calling him, calling him. Then when I did get in touch with him, um, I said, "Hey, Larry, this is me, Tracy. Man, I'm." He said, hey, Trey, how you doing? Like, nothing ever happened. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I said, man, I am so, so sorry. He said, man, forget about it. I love you. Hmm. I was like, wow. I'm almost ready to tear up now. <laughs> because he was the first man that ever told me he loved yeah. me. I never hmm. heard that from my father. And to this, that's why I say to right. this day, I will die for him. Because... He not only said it, but most of mm-hmm. all, he showed it. Yeah. And it was yeah. because of his relationship with God. Yeah, he's a awesome. good guy. And we we got to get him in here and talk about because it was it was funny. <laughs> you hear him tell the story. He stood his ground, and then when he left, he oh yeah, outside. they went outside. Yeah, they go have to change his shorts. Yeah, he got outside, man. Yeah. <laughs> Holy smoke! Yeah, he, said, we, we, he just stuck a he gun said, in my yeah, face. He's wobbling. He said he was there when they got around the corner. He said they couldn't hardly get in the car. <laughs> Tracy Lahr and myself are so grateful for Big T, Papa Kirsch, T-Bone, or whatever people call him, and uh, his wife Harriet for all the ways in which they serve the the congregation here, and especially their thoughts uh, around this this table here. And uh, I know it was a long episode, but it really there really was no way to to split it up and and to uh, subdivide all the comments. They really everything just fed off of each other and i wanted to kind of keep that together so long episode here hopefully that'll tide you over because this will be the last podcast of 2015 we'll see you again in 2016 we're going to keep on this train of thought uh no need to derail uh such a good line of thought and reasoning and something worthwhile that can make a difference in everyday life how do we treat one another how should we treat one another how can we get ourselves to that place that Paul describes that he considers himself better than someone else. How do we do that? How do we do that in a way that God uh, recommends and, and, and really seek after that? I really uh, want to, uh, again, thank Tracy and Harriet and Phyllis for joining us here and contributing the, the people side of real people seeking a real God. <laughs>